0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Simone. Hey guys, it's Jay. And welcome to the Dating Game Podcast. (laughs) Today, guys, we have a very special guest. We have on a good friend of ours. Her name is Karen Hartley, and she's here as a therapist. Woo! Well, it's hey. great to have a professional in the room. Hi, Karen. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Did you have to come far today, by the way? I didn't even ask you. Um,
1: Southwest is about a forty-minute journey, so not too bad.
0: Oh yeah, it's a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a trek, it's but like, it's just London, isn't it? It's yeah, just London. London. It's just London. Um, so, welcome to the Dating Game podcast. I don't know how much you've like listened to our previous episodes or whatever, but basically, we are here to talk, to talk about everything dating. So, yeah. all the joys, all the highs, all the lows, and some of the in betweens as well. I think today's topic is a bit of an in between. I don't think I can. I don't think we can call it a low as such because I feel like it's a normal part of life. I think yeah. all of us have at some point had to address our mental health issues i think at some point all of us have met someone where we've been like i'm not sure you're in a place where i can really deal with this right now yeah um but i think it's it's a very very ordinary part of life but Mm -hmm. we don't usually talk about it in response in in regards to dating yeah so obviously today we're talking about dating and mental health yeah um and this can come in a wide range of things. So, I mean, mm. tell us a little bit about your experience, Karen. I mean, as a therapist, you probably have spoken to a lot of different people, people that probably thought that they're okay and maybe needed a few tweaks, people that maybe have had some like deeper issues. What's your kind of like overall view on how mental health is is um, looked at and seen in today's society? Okay. Okay.
1: We're going straight in for the chapter. I guess it's interesting what you said about whether this could be considered a low and then actually, well, not necessarily a low or a high, but I guess I feel like everyone has mental health. Everyone has a time where you either can slip into the place of where you have bad mental health and things are unstable or you're a bit of a better place, but everyone has mental health. So I guess in terms of the work that I do with clients, it's a mixed bag um, anxiety is normally at the forefront. And I think when we talk about anxiety, the underlying layers of that is there's been some form of trauma, I guess, which we'll talk to on later. So anxiety, relationship issues, work problems, Mm -hmm. um, managing their stress, Mm -hmm. depression, uh, anger, all sorts of different things. I mean, Mm -hmm. that can kind of then start to veer into personality disorders. But as I said, the main thing is anxiety. And I guess really it's about relationships, Mm -hmm. not necessarily... um, Maybe boyfriend, girlfriend, sexual body perceiving relationships with parents, children, family members, mm. all of those things tie into, I guess, mm. the mental health aspects. So mm. that's the kind of work I do, predominantly mm. working with females. Because as we know, when we talk about counselling mm. mental health, uh, I feel like it's more women that access the services. And I okay. guess we'll talk about that a little bit later in terms of men. But um, mm. yeah, it's predominantly females. Right. So, mm. Yeah. I feel like we've made a lot of progress in terms of what, how mental health is addressed, how mm. it's looked at, how it's even talked about and discussed. But we've also got a, lot, a long way to go, especially within the Black community. So, mm.
0: yeah. Yeah, I can believe that. I mean, I've spoken to a few people recently, and I think I've started to bring up therapy from quite early because it's quite nice to know how aware you are of yourself whether Mm. you even if you are not actively seeking therapy if it's something that you're open to if it's something that you've done before if you're going to do and when i brought it up i've got kind of like mixed responses so one person in particular a guy that i was speaking to recently was like nah not for me therapy is not for me and i'm like are you sure? I'm not going to tell
1: anybody that they need therapy or anything, but... <laughs> Can I just ask, and no, I'm not taking over here, but is that a <laughs> rule breaker for you?
0: How open they are to therapy. It's not a rule breaker. Okay. It's, not, it's not a deal breaker for mm. me because I feel that not everybody um is there yet yeah not everybody's gotten there yet and I think it's just it's kind of just nice for me to just see sort of see how far are you in that yeah Yeah. um so if someone says to me nah not for me I don't think I need therapy I'm good I'm good by myself I'm like yeah maybe you do Mm. need to have a little bit of self-awareness but maybe you're just not ready to kind of talk about your experiences with somebody else which Mm. is fine that's not it's not up to me really yeah Yeah. I think
1: I think about therapy. I think sometimes we can have this idea of what therapy looks like, and mm. we watch the programs and see people on the sofa and this combayar. And I think nothing can really prepare you until you're in that seat. Even I had my own ideas and perceptions of what it was, and then when I got in that chair, I was like, "Wow, I'm crying already!" It's like the first <laughs> session. Mm. But I think there's also something about we build up these defense mechanisms that are there to protect us, and when we start to peel back those layers, I think it kind of strips us back. It's like, wow this whole sense of identity and who I thought I was, I'm not actually that person. Am I ready to kind of Mm. deconstruct that and build up again? Mm. I'm not ready to do that. Mm. Not ready. Mm.
2: But I also think it's how comfortable you are to talk about your feelings, but in general sense, obviously therapy, you talk to somebody, but a professional, but, I always think in women circles, they talk about their feelings quite a lot. Well, in my circles, I can only, I can only by up by my experiences. So I actually wouldn't mind going to therapy because I really talk about my feelings. So actually to get a, a, a professional to analyze it and be able to give me good solutions and feedback, that's great. But I already do it. But some men don't do it. They don't talk to anybody. So they're just, they just don't understand. They were like, therapy, that's the thing that Americans do (laughs) that talk about it all the time but in our I feel like yeah we're reaching to the point where we talk about it a lot more there's a lot more that can be done but Mm. in our culture and then if you go down to you know um, Caribbean, African whatever descent I don't feel like in the Caribbean community because all I can talk on Mm. we talk about it enough and it's yeah very taboo
0: I think that's so wild that men don't talk to their friends. Like, I just, mm. I really cannot fathom it. And I asked someone recently, I had a family member, and he, we had this conversation about men don't cry, mm. or men shouldn't cry. And I said, when you're going through stuff, like, who do you talk to? And he just sort of said, like, no, you just, you just got to hold it You just got to firm it. it. And I was like, firm it? Yeah. <laughs> because... You know, these are human emotions. Man or woman, you're going to feel sad sometimes. Man or woman, mm. you're going to feel like you're going to want to cry. Yeah. But to feel like you have to firm it as a man, I just think it's just so, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It is.
1: But I guess when we think about society and the messages that have been um, displayed through that, and I guess even if we don't think about society, mm. if we think about the narrative of fathers, maybe you fall over. Well, what are you crying for? Like yourself off them. Come on, mm. you know. If there's no, I guess a good attachment, I guess that emotional intimacy. Then yeah. I guess again, what have I learned growing up that I, I can't be vulnerable? It's not yeah. safe. That's and even it. sometimes in some of the relationships, you have to question. You know, even as women, we want these strong men, but gosh, you're sensitive, you're wimp. I don't want that. So again, it's like you want this, but I can't be myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, up. the girls are looking at each other
2: like, whatever, <laughs> Okay, girls, <laughs> so so take it
0: Get on to hair. Listen, listen. I've protected you before, you know. I've, I've edited certain things out so that you don't get a bad rep. I, mean, I, I, I think the same for you
2: We're gonna spill the tea. I think for you Let's not even go there.
0: No, it's true. I think. We, yeah, you're right. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm joking around hmm. because we've just had these. We've had these conversations quite mm. recently. But I think we all have unpacking to do. Yeah. um I think as women, we need to also enable men to be able to be vulnerable and Mm. to be able to express themselves so yes we all want a protector and the the other but also your protector's got to cry sometimes yeah and this is the conversation i was having with my with my family member because he said um i said to him what's the worst that could happen if you cry and he was like oh i don't know i just feel weak in it just feel weak and i said but crying doesn't make you weak crying is part of the process and then you go on and then you Get up and you know, dust yourself off and you go on and do mm-hmm. stuff. Like but crying doesn't mean that you can't then go off and do what you need to do but to him or to a lot of men I imagine it does mean that so yeah, yeah.
1: you know it's quite interesting Simone because I think sometimes we have this perception that it's just men but I you know especially within as you said the black community mm-hmm. I have quite a few women that still have That's this true. view mm-hmm. I can't cry and sometimes Simone people have locked it away they just don't know how to access that That's you know? true. and
2: then I think people often go overwhelmed if I cry I won't stop and oh my gosh yeah. So, yeah yeah, it's very true I think it's also something that if you see your mother do like this t- this whole thing yeah. that you know sometimes she's the head of the house I know it's a stereotype that it's a man but sometimes it is a ma- woman that's the head of the house and if they become having this tough um exterior then the children are going to think okay this is the no- this is normal this is how I should be mm-hmm. yeah I
0: can't cry I can't show emotion yeah. etc yeah. yeah it's hard yeah so I guess the reason why we want to talk about this is because we've Jay and I have had our own individual experiences mm-hmm. um and of dating people that have been having a hard time um and then I know for me personally I've had <laughs> hard times and I've tried to date and it's just been really really hard yeah. when I was at university very cliche I guess to being at university I suffered some mental health issues I became really low very depressed and I had a boyfriend at the time who met me when I wasn't like that then I went away to university then I became like that and it was really hard for him Mm. naturally and in the end we broke up I sort of said to him I'm not in this place I can't do this right now and we broke up and obviously I was devastated because even in that breakup I wasn't Mm -hmm. really in the right mind to make any kind of decision but I was you know whatever it was done 10 years later I met up with him and he basically just kind of said it was really hard for me and we never had that conversation we never had that conversation of how did how did you feel about this um so he said yeah it you know it was really hard for me to see you break down and cry it was really hard for me to see you be numb to, to not feel anything obviously because there were different waves of being low and depressed and It really for the first time I mean I guess I did know I mean it must have been hard but hearing him say that to me it did make me think about you know the role of a partner in a relationship when you are going through things Mm. um and I guess we know because I was so young I didn't really know how to cope or express or understand what I was feeling on and the fact that my mental health in that moment was even suffering I couldn't even describe that at the time um but yeah, I think the you know have, being a partner in that it must like it is it's really really hard. It's really yeah. really hard, isn't it? Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. I th- I think for me it's like you said. How does the partner cope with someone else's um, situation that they're in or circumstance? Because um, at the mo at the moment, too rightly it should be, is concentrating on the individual that's suffering from mental he- illness or mental health or challenges in their life. Um, but sometimes it's um, those that are affected around them as well, and then how they cope with that. So if you wasn't in a good mind space how how do you cope with that how did, how did that person cope with you not being in the in what well, we say the right but yeah. is there a right mind space to be in I don't know because yeah, 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 yeah. this is just a emo- this is our emotion in it being a human right That's what yeah, we do to a degree
0: yeah
2: i, I don't know I, i'm not sure i don't yeah, know yeah, <laughs> we've got progression on the room though. that can help us but yeah I, I, <laughs> um yeah it's, it's so crazy so i'm just going on a tangent but it's so crazy how we have these these assumptions as well and not really know yeah you just have assumptions that everybody's going for the same thing sometimes but yeah,
0: yeah. so in addition to the question how do you cope with that yeah. i think the other question is is it okay to walk away and say this is not for me Mm. sorry I can't okay. deal with your depression is that okay. and it's not no I'm not I'm, <laughs> no I'm not questions. posing a question to <laughs> you like you must give us the answer <laughs> so, no okay. it's, it's, it's not even that but I just mean I'm talking it's, no, like, it's a question for the room conversation. yeah <laughs> okay so <laughs> for the room so two questions everybody. how do you
1: kind of I guess support your partner if they're going yes. through, I guess a mental health episode and is it okay to walk away so
0: yes. those two questions alright <laughs> how
1: do you cope I think you know it's just not a black as we know it's not a black and white thing it depends on the issue mm. oh what are we dealing with you know it's if, if you're under kind of extreme sense of addiction like whew, do I have the capacity to support yeah. you have we even got kids there's so many different layers to all of this so I think it's Depends what you're dealing with, Again, even in terms of depression, how far is it a case of your partner needs medication? Yeah. Um, are they aware of it? Because if you're not aware of your mental health issue, I can't really support you. Mm. And I guess I think it kind of starts with having an open conversation, mm. actually. This is where I'm at. Because I feel like oftentimes we're trying to do things by ourselves. Partner might have an indication, but there hasn't been an explicit conversation. How can I support you if you don't know how to kind of support yourself? Yes. So I think there's something about being That's able true. to hopefully have that kind of dialogue.
2: Um, so, hold, oh, sorry to interrupt. Do you have to have self awareness before coming to therapy? I to, think you right? need to have a layer,
1: a level. That's how I level. think. Okay. Because even in terms of, I think you need to have a level if, before you come to therapy, there yeah. must have been something, there's a level of self awareness that I'm yeah. struggling here. Yes. I'm struggling. I need some additional support. And I always say yeah. to clients, that's the start. Yeah. Because um, I think it's also about managing expectations. So, let's say even if it's a partner now, and you're struggling. What is your expectations as a partner? Ah, oh, Because I guess gosh, also, yeah. it might be a case of this person's also going to dip in and out, depending on yeah. what's triggering them. So are you going to be able to, I guess, to manage that? Um, I think it's also very important in terms of the partner that's maybe the one that's supporting the person the mental health. What does your support network look like? Because it's a lot to carry. It's really a lot, um, I guess, to carry, depending yeah. on what you're dealing with. Yeah, um, yeah again, it, it depends what the issue is mm. I think and I think it's a really tricky one ladies because I think at the start of it depending on how long it goes for you can be like yeah actually I can do this as you said we might go to three months now actually I, I don't have the capacity so I guess mm. that kind of leads to can you walk away mm. it's an individual choice how can anybody outside say you must stay there they're mm. not the ones in this they're not mm. the ones that have to to deal with everything and I yeah. said I'm trying to support my partner I'm trying to support myself trying to yes. carry myself through day to day it's exhausting work it really is mm. so i think only the individual can make that choice and i guess then that kind of comes into boundaries for me mm. your boundaries are very different to everyone else so as i said what i thought i could deal with what's not actually serving me day to day well yeah i'm gonna have to walk away for my own sanity for my mm. own mental health for my own peace actually mm. so yeah
0: yeah it's very true yeah Yeah, it is very, very true. I think um, just as you were speaking, I was thinking about that kind of like openness. So when you disclose to somebody, so for example, if you meet someone and they say to you, you know, I I suffer with this, um, I'm going through this right now. I think a lot of people kind of think that, yeah, but you knew how I was, or you knew this was me. Mm -hmm. So you must stay with me now. But then there's a degree of but I have to see how I respond in the situation. I might be open to it, but then it might be more severe than I than I thought. It might be more cha- challenging, more testing than I thought. And then it's okay to change your mind. I think I think we have to acknowledge it's okay to change our mind sometimes. Of course, you shouldn't be fickle about it or whatever and, and think very deeply before you do something and, and act. So you're not acting on impulse. But I think it's okay to, to 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 try something and try and, and try and be there. And actually, I'm not the right person for you right now.
1: Yeah. I, think yeah, I guess that's, that's, I guess what I kind of touched on and said at the yeah. beginning, it's like, okay, actually, mm. I have the capacity for this. Yeah. And actually, whoa, actually. As I said, and there's so many different factors. You might have lost your job. There might have been a, a bereavement in the family that just changes the whole dynamics of everything. As like I said, I guess, I think there's something about trusting yourself. Because how can I support you and be strong for you if I'm not strong for myself? I can't mm-hmm. give what I don't have, you know? Yeah. So I can't give from an empty well. So mm. as you said, it's okay to walk away. Um, yeah.
2: Mm. What about if somebody's in a relationship with somebody and they say, I think we should go to therapy together?
0: Sorry, can sense? I just clarify the question what? just from me? Sorry. <laughs> okay. is, is the question, are you saying that they, they are suggesting we go together because the partner supporting the one who who they think needs mental health or sorry needs mental health support or is it a question of they both need to go together to
2: they both need to go together to figure out what the problem is if there is a problem or a challenge because one of them might say oh you've got mental they might assume they have mental issues but they might have mental issues as well
0: okay. like,
2: like like you said you mentioned about identifying like as a person kind of like what what, what do you think a partnership should be or is or whatever so what i'm trying to say is that what is the best if, if you find out somebody is in the mental feel like it's quite a tricky thing if you feel like somebody has got mental challenges is it best to suggest to them or is it better to go with them together with therapy to figure out what the issue is if there is an issue okay. in that relationship okay
1: <laughs> I guess I guess it really depends on the person you're dating yeah. and who you are as an individual. Yeah. Um, I'm sure, ladies, you know, you've probably got family members, friends. Mm. There's probably exes when you look back. It's like, OK, I can maybe say it in the most diplomatic way that, you know, obviously yeah. you're important to me. And I think it might be best that you might you know speak to a professional because mm. I can only support you to a certain degree. Yeah. Obviously, people are going to take it how they're going to take it. Yes. So I feel on some levels it can be uh, that gentle nudge. Yeah. Um, whether they take it or not. There's only so much you can do. Um, some people might need you to go with them. But I think that's a bit of a tricky, a tricky slope. Because I just feel like couples therapy is very different to an individual person that needs right. support for their mental health. It's okay. not the same thing. So, yeah. And I guess even if I was thinking about it, yeah, that's a bit murky water. Thing. And if a client's come to me yeah. and this person has some deep mental health issues... I don't really need the partner in the room. That's just different. So, I mean, you can kind of maybe walk into the door, but to have you in a session? Yes. Not really, no, it doesn't work like it's- that
2: the reason why i say this is because it's difficult because what if that person just rejects that's the problem and they won't they need the support they need some type of support or something to go with i feel like
1: jay you can only take them so far yeah that's true the kind
2: of people we've tried we've probably got friends that
1: like i think you need to speak to someone yeah there's some serious anger issues and you're just leaking everywhere yeah i'm fine i don't need it you know after what's like i I can't do this you can't do the work for people yeah it's interesting
0: Yeah. Do you think people with mental health challenges should date? Ah, should date. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, oh, looking like, oh, that's the tricky. One. <laughs> should You know what again? <laughs>
0: We're getting straight in there Simone, it's a really
1: tricky one Because I think it comes back to that
0: self-awareness
1: Do I know I have mm. mental health issues? Because a lot of people mm. Distract themselves with everyday life And then we just continue to, to repeat the cycle Again and again And it's maybe someone else's fault It's nothing to do with me So if I don't even know I've got mental health issues Of course I can do It's not me, it's you So... Again, depends what the mental health issues are. As I said, is it just, I'm just depressed? Is it, uh, have serious serious attachment issues? Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, is it that I'm dealing with addictions? Is it because, you know, let's take it there. We could talk about personality disorder. So is it because the person is a narcissist? Well, I don't view myself as a narcissist. It's mm. everyone else but me. So of course I'm going to date. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah. That's uh, uh, true. The answer to that, I, I don't know. So you don't think... Uh, you don't think dating sort of distracts someone from solving their own.
1: Simone, work does. Challenges. Shopping for clothes does. Mm. We, we distract ourselves all the time. Mm, we can be true. workaholics. We can shop. Yeah. We can go out raving. I can smoke. I can drink. I can, get get lust in programs. We distract ourselves every day anyway. Mm. That's very
2: true. Mm-hmm. You know, so. That's very true. So, sorry. No, no, go on. So, so how do you identify? <laughs> because, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be very. Uh, transparent here I was in a relationship where I felt I can't I'm not I'm not a doctor mm. I'm not a therapist so I can't mm. diagnose so I assumed that person may have a mental challenges um so what I actually did is phoned up a free service and they were really good actually I would say because I always thought oh maybe they might be good but actually they asked all the questions and I felt they were really good and maybe I should talk about it a bit more I can't remember every single question mm. but it was things like what is it what is his behavior in this situation it was really actually it was a good 20 questions it's like assessment. Questions. Yeah. yeah and there he goes it sounds like blah, blah 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 um so is it is that the best thing to do like how do you identify if if it's so because when you're in sometimes in a in a relationship where that person may have mental challenges you are also doubting yourself and you're like why do I have a mental I don't know because it's like is this normal is this not normal what, what do I benchmark this uh, against so what would be like the first steps of identifying whether that person has a uh a challenge or something or yourself or even yourself like what is the steps of knowing <laughs> self awareness which is quite a weird question <laughs>
1: um... mm. <laughs> again I think it comes back To your support network yeah. Um I think again Sometimes we overlook Simple things We have this thing Called gut instincts Something yes. just mm, Doesn't feel I'm not sure As it means you Said you can yeah. maybe Do that assessment uh, yes. Questions And you're like Okay actually There's certain characteristics of certain traits That are kind of attributing Ticking off yes. that similar So Yeah my next step can be maybe, I don't know, book a session, have a conversation. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, within yourself, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a benchmark, whether it's been previous relationships, uh, what you've seen, yeah. Talk to friends, they might get a sense. And I guess it's also something about how this person makes you feel, actually. How does yes. it make you feel when you're around them? Am I on eggshells? Something's just off, you know? You know. Yeah. So again, I think something about just trusting that inner voice that mm, something's just a bit awry. Not right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah. Mm. There's something. Mm. Mm. Again, I guess it depends on who you're dating. Because I said, if we're talking about this kind of narcissistic stream, then they're gonna have you question yourself. Yes. You. Then we're yeah. kind of going to the gaslighting. So yes, there's so many it's different. So
0: Can you tell us more about gaslighting? Okay, gaslighting. So
1: if we disclose, I remember there's
0: ah, This guy, I kind of dating in the states,
1: and <laughs> in hindsight, when I look back, I was like. That man had a personality disorder. I can say that. (laughs) Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Uh (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I guess in terms of gaslighting, I guess the person will always have you questioning. So you might feel, and I always say to my clients, your feelings are valid. You know, there's something Mm -hmm. going on there. So you might feel, whether you had a conversation or whatever, there's a certain thing that you've had. And I guess in terms of gaslighting, that person will have you questioning that feeling. Mm -hmm like maybe now you're being paranoid you're, you're being crazy it's, yeah. it's, it's just you it's yeah. in your heads. when and again it, it's if that's a repetitive behavior mm. then I guess your self-esteem is going to start to go down you know gonna, yeah your confidence all of those things so yeah. I yeah. guess it's that constantly having you question yeah. certain things yeah. Yeah. certain responses that you yeah. have certain feelings that you have
0: yeah, yeah yeah because then you no longer trust your instincts you no longer trust what's going on inside of you you no longer trust your morals your upbringing the things that make you who you are because they're telling you they're breaking down all those things they're Mm -hmm. telling you that everything that you've thought about them is incorrect or whatever Mm -hmm. it's it's quite it's 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 a really light word like it's a very small word but it's a massive strong, impact, yeah. mm. massive, massive impact. So you talked about about different personality disorders, and you mentioned <coughs> narcissism. Mm. Are there any others that you think kind of creep up in day to day?
1: I mean, I don't really know much about. I know there's borderline personality disorder. I think there's one called antisocial. Uh, person, I don't know okay. all of them I guess everyone knows about the narcissistic That's the one that screams loudly uh, <laughs> and Again in hindsight when you look back You probably think actually I've probably interacted with one oh, Actually or yeah. dated
0: one 100%. People in the
1: workplace all their jazz Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah I think narcissism is the one that, that screams the loudest But then I guess I also think about As I said attachment styles mm. like We have the um, anxious attachment style We have avoidant attachment styles. So again mm. I think about Uh, people that I've probably spoken or interacted or wanted to date and again in hindsight I was like actually you are very avoidant really avoidant so I'm trying to it might may, maybe grapple and grasp to something and you can't give it me because you're so avoidant and again mm. the signs are often there, but yes. we kind of overlook them. We call them red flags.
2: So. Yeah. <laughs> do you do you believe in amber flags? I <laughs> oh, what are the amber flags? Tell me. Do you remember we had this conversation? <laughs> did, you, did you do it? Or something? Yeah. yeah. Tell her Okay,
0: so an amber flag for me is something that's not a complete okay. deal breaker. Mm. And I probably could still live with. <laughs> But it's a little like, it's a small warning. Ooh. Whereas a red flag for me is a get out of there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe that's because I just see red flags as the extreme, where some people would live with red flags.
2: Yeah. See, I feel like there's a strike system. And if you have three red flags,
0: <laughs> then I'm out. But that's, they, they might be amber. <laughs>
1: remember, what's a red flag for you? It might be a green flag for someone else. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> a green flag, you know. It's well, amber
1: flag. <laughs> 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 You're yes, still real, often, you know, So, again, I guess. Amber flags, for me, it's always you know, often we'll say all these things and when we're in a relationship, it's a whole different ball game. Yes, There's certain yeah. things that we will let slide. Let's keep I don't care who you are, you will let certain things slide and your yeah. friends probably don't even know. Mm. But you know, yes. Um I think it gets to a point where your inner peace starts to feel like it's in turmoil. Yeah. And again, whether it's against your core values, your beliefs, all those things. I guess essentially we're getting to a point where we're not really compatible. Because I guess I was mm. watching and there's this program called Couples Therapy um, on BBC Two. Really, really interested in, if you're into that kind of thing. And um, she kind of said the line, there's someone along the lines of, we get into relationships and we start to create this fantasy mm. of a person. And then we kind of run away with this fantasy. Yeah. We've kind of bought, built up this image. And the reality is that fantasy version takes over. So when the person's mm. showing the real self is like... Then we have some conflicts because, like, I've created this fantasy. You're not living up to that. So then we have an issue, you know. yeah. So I feel like mm. I'm digressing slightly. There.
0: No, no, no. No. <laughs> it's, no. It's really, really interesting. You're right. I think we put our partners on a pedestal or, or our potential partners, especially when we're infatuated. We think to ourselves, oh, mm. you know, they're, they're spot on the right up here. And yeah. then a lot of things we just, we kind of let slide because yeah. it, it doesn't suit our fantasy narrative mm-hmm. that we want to keep hold of.
2: Yes, very
0: true. And then that's when it becomes very unsettling inside, very, very unsettling. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we we did an, an episode on narcissism, narcissism yes, and I we talked see. about the different, <laughs> yeah, the different types, and uh, like malignant narcissism, and mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. Yeah. And what was the one about, like charity organizations? Oh, like it was a good
2: one, but yeah, I can't, yeah,
0: I can't the name of it. But basically, like you know, the people that um, go out of their way to do hell, stuff for yeah. other people. But with the reward of them being inflate having an inflated view of themselves, yeah. so that's
2: a hot. That's a. Disc- I feel like that's a discreet narcissist
0: <laughs> because they're trying to help
2: others. They give the the front that oh, I'm doing everything that for everybody. It's really interesting that one is.
0: And to be honest, we all have a degree of that. Yeah. you yeah. know, a lot of us we do help people because we make us feel good. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, we're doing something good for society, good mm. for that person, etc. Mm. Um, but I guess when you, I mean, yes, we all have narcissistic traits, but then when it becomes. The personality disorder or people that are on the extreme side that's when it becomes really really difficult in a relationship and then like, that's when it becomes abusive right yeah, it's toxic
1: mm. it's interesting i like, um you know if, whenever i do stories like how do i describe this without yeah giving too much away <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, of yeah
0: so we have, had... we have the bleeping technology oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: um i worked with my first uh narcissistic client actually and uh, that was hard work um i, I know yeah, just like that. how. yeah <laughs> hard work and i think we only got to a certain place because again i think one of the core 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 of therapy is obviously the relationship you build up with the therapist mm. and um the client but also there needs to be a level of self self awareness
2: i love i love that you say that Because it sounds so simple, but it's actually not for some people. And to actually be like, I've got an issue or a challenge, and I need to talk to somebody professional about it. And yeah, sorry, sorry, was you going to say something? I was interrupting. That's
1: okay. Um, Yeah,
2: just but I guess it kind of comes
1: back to what you're saying: this grandiose sense of self Mm -hmm. and. I guess not really taking into account that there's certain things that you have done that have contributed to the breakdown of this relationship. And uh, again, we talk about relationships in general. So you talked about, you know, maybe supporting someone. What does that yeah. look like? I think in any relationship, you're going to have to hold the mirror up. As me, as a counsellor, I'm going to have to hold the mirror up to my clients. If like, actually, there's certain things that you are doing yeah. that are not good for you. Yeah. I guess so even we talk about the narcissist. It kind of feels like it's so, we have this person and it's like, you're just, um, what's the word? so toxic you've kind of brought someone into your world you've damaged them you've broken them down and then you're kind of just leaving the debris and then you might go off and do it again Mm. and again and Mm. again
2: you know so yeah yeah Yeah. so um do, do you have a lot of um People that come in there that's been through a narcissistic relationship and they come and just want to talk about how they felt. Um, so the survivors of a narcissistic relationship, I guess, if you want to call them that. Uh,
1: hmm, not necessarily, but I mm. guess I could just break it down to just survivors of a relationship, whether your marriage has broken mm. down. As I said, people change. I'm not a person that was maybe five, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Or there's things I wanted. And again, that's changed. So I guess just survivors of relationships, you know, we're talking about us as individuals and how we go into relationships. So we can talk about, especially in our generation. I mean, our generation, our culture, I worked, I've worked with a lot of, uh, a lot of African ladies. And because it kind of takes me back to the, I used the word trauma earlier. Mm-hmm. We have all been through trauma, but obviously when I talk about trauma, there's traumas with the small T's, trauma with the big T's. And mm-hmm. as we know, I don't know if it's, it's such a thing now, but I remember talking to Simone about this, you know, there's often a time when child misbehaves they gets shipped off to Caribbean or Africa <laughs> maybe for six weeks uh, you don't even know what's going on you think you're going on holiday and then like okay which we, we laugh and enjoy really no, it that's it's really traumatic yeah. serious abandonment you know I guess I've worked with a lot of um, people that got shipped off to boarding school again yeah, this abandonment yeah. I can't build those relationships I don't have those attachments those core attachments but yet I'm supposed to go off into a relationship where I probably don't even trust people there's been so much trauma you know mm. so Not so much survivors of maybe narcissistic uh, behaviours, but Mm. I guess those, again, when I was younger, I had that abandonment, I was rejected. Mum and dad maybe came to visit me for a week and then I have to start the whole process again, Mm. you know. And then I'm going to try and go into a relationship like, yeah, maybe expecting my partner to be that person, that reparative work. Actually, you're my partner, but actually are you trying to repair the work of dad or mum? Do you see all these things, subconscious behaviours that are taking place?
0: What do you mean by that? Sorry.
1: So what, the kind of
0: the reparative work so the partner trying to repair his relationship with his okay. mum with his okay. partner how, so how when, does that work when
1: I'm in therapy <clears throat> when I talk about with clients with about reparative work a lot of time we talk about inner child there's so many things we didn't get as, a, as our childhood so a lot of work that I do is kind of it's a psychodynamic approach we'll go back to childhood let's oh, talk wow. about those things let's yeah. address it so you can heal so you do not repeat the generational trauma mm. and you do it all over again mm. so whether it's a case of I have a relationship with mom. I was really angry. Um, she never hugs me. That's something that I really want. And that might be something that I want from a partner, but I don't know how to vocalize that because I don't recognize that sure. need in myself. Mm. And then when you don't give me physical, you know, physical intimacy, oh, it's all you. Arguments constant, constant. Do you mm. see what I mean? You yeah. might not able to have that conversation with mom in the therapy room. I can maybe be mom. So mm. you might not ever be able to have that conversation. But I guess yeah. there's something between either the forgiveness or letting go. you know a lot of people kind of stuck in that place and the pattern keeps repeating and then maybe I'm with mom, and I don't realise she's triggering me because I haven't haven't even activated or accessed certain things so So yes deep yeah super
0: deep yeah so I so the person I was talking about earlier who said that they're not interested in therapy no. one of the issues that they have is with the whole going back to childhood thing because to them they don't believe that all your troubles start from childhood what do you say what's your response to that do you think that's valid do you think there's there's a point or do you think actually from your research yes a yeah, lot.
1: yeah, it always does I think before I do this course mm. sometimes I talk to my tutors like I'll be doing some work like you know, maybe this client needs to go to childhood. I was like, no, it's, it's just they're just having issues with work, yo. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But there is, I think often sometimes, <clears throat> again, sometimes I've worked with males and, um, I'm trying to give you this quick scenario, um, I had this client that was cheating on his partner and um, she found out and that was that and they're still together. But some of the work I was trying to do with him was kind of, what is it that you need? And I don't mm. think he recognised what he needed because his partner was always working and that was affecting him. And unfortunately, the work got cut short, but he didn't recognise that actually you're away a lot and I need mm. you to be here. Mm. Not 24-7, but that's a core value of mine. Quality time yeah. is important to me, but because he wasn't getting that, I know it wasn't a healthy way of dealing with it. Cheating mm. is not. Mm-hmm. But um, yes, yeah, so I think it does go back to childhood, actually. Simone all the time whether it even be something like we talk about relationships how do I communicate well you know what? actually I'm a person that doesn't get angry we all get angry Mm -hmm. it's a healthy emotion but maybe growing up dad was always angry when he's angry he hits Mum. and I don't want to be anything like my father so Mm -hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to suppress all that anger so that Mm -hmm. I'm not like dad it's going to leak out anyway so I guess that's an example you know or Mum's always shouting or as I said I didn't see a A healthy template of what a relationship should look like. Uh, There's all all these different things. Or maybe Mm -hmm. I was bullied at school, childhood. I haven't dealt with that. Have I taken that on into my adult world? So I think it does. I think people, as you said, don't want to address it. Don't want to break this fantasy, this image of what mum and dad Mm -hmm. are because if I start again, maybe looking at it, actually, I can still love mum very much, but I can also still hold that I'm angry and I'm disappointed that you wasn't there for me. And I think people feel well, there's extreme. It's one or the other. Mm-hmm. No, you can have both. It's a duality of the feelings you can have that. Mm. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. <laughs> yes, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm really interested in... Um, like attachment and that kind of thing. I read that book attachment. I can't remember who it's by. The yeah. two doctors. Have you seen it? Like the red and white book. So many. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> a, this book is actually called Attachment. It's got like a subtitle, but I can't remember what it is. But um, <clears throat> it's written by these two psychologists, and it sort of breaks down the different, the, the, you know, that the three main types of attachment: mm. anxious, secure, mm. and invo- avoidant, as you mentioned. Mm. Um, and it talks about sort of from very early childhood. Uh, sort of like up to 18 months I guess Mm. or whatever but my question to you is like what are the core ages like what are the core ages ages of a traumatic event and then that kind of going on into your your adulthood or Um, is it it not as clear cut is it like it could happen anytime
1: I mean it could happen anytime it's still interesting I'm doing a trauma course at the moment we kind of talked about pre-verbal trauma yesterday and I think that was before the age of three Mm. actually um so yeah I think it depends because as you said trauma can happen at any time mm. really can't it? De- um but yeah um I guess in terms of the attachments they always talk about the core attachment is with mum
2: mm. really
1: that is the core attachment um I mean I, I don't want to be Pulling numbers out of the sky, but I feel like I don't know up to maybe five, seven. Don't quote me verbatim. Mm,
0: sure, but I guess
1: if those <laughs> core attachments aren't there, mm. um, we see how it ripples out, especially mm. in your intimate relationships. That's yeah. where you're going to see it come to fruition. So yeah, yeah. Whether you're someone who's really anxious, anxious, and then you've synced up with someone who's avoidant. That's car crash waiting to happen really I'm anxious and I need these certain things And maybe you're at work And you can't answer the phone on the second ring And if that person's avoidant, You're repelling me You're pushing me yeah. away actually I'll give you snippets of breadcrumbs But that's just enough for me So how is that feeding into each other Ideally we'd all hook up with someone Who's from a secure attachment But I guess that's not always the way. It's not always the case, and often, as you said, because not conscious behaviour, someone who's anxious is probably going to go and align themselves with someone who is either anxious or avoidant. (laughs) Yeah, because actually, the the thing I think I want, I want that secure base, but I'm not ready for it. Actually,
0: yeah. Secure people tend to be in the majority, though, right? Secure. I don't think so. You know, Simone. Again, don't quote me. But then, when I think about the statistics
1: with counselling and stuff. I feel not. Sure. I, I'm going to pull a, a number out of the sky and someone's probably going to come and like, where did she get that number from? <laughs> <laughs> secure? <laughs> um, probably feels like 30, 40%. There's a lot oh. of anxious, yeah. anxious or avoidant people out here. But again, because mm. there's not a level of self-awareness, uh, I'm fine, I'm secure. Mm. <laughs> and then we're going on to date.
0: So again, a lot of people aren't self-aware. Yeah. So I remember doing a quiz with a guy that I was dating and so I read this book and I was like oh my gosh and you think you're so avoidant and he was like no I'm not so then we did this quiz and it came out secure and I was like I don't know if I'm literally losing my mind here and I've just interpreted you as being avoidant because I'm super anxious or if you've just played me I did yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's yeah it's you know obviously mm. he knows the right answers to answer doesn't he kind of thing but it was just interesting because your perception could be one thing but then actually when you break it down you're like mm, yeah. actually you could actually be a bit more secure than I thought or you can be way more avoidant than I thought and I was I lo- was looking to you as as secure mm. um
1: yeah, I guess we a- can, we can, I think we can be, but you can be secure, but you could kind of maybe be a bit anxious, mm. a bit avoidant, and also people bring out different things in you, don't they? So.
0: Mm. <clears throat> Yeah.
2: yeah definitely I always think emotionally unavailable is a thing like uh like I don't know like I is, is, not, is it a disorder or is it being emotionally unavailable is it what would you call it Emotionally unavailable because that's something that I've see crop up all the time in like media but I, I know what it is I've read all, well I don't know what, what I can see the articles online but is that something that is it? Something that should be spoken about, like is it a th- is it a disorder or I don't, I don't is it know. Disor- I don't I
1: don't know if I'd say is it it's a, a disorder, but I guess it, it's such a wide thing. It could be this person's emotionally unavailable because they've been through so much trauma. I haven't okay. started to go through the work yet. You know, yeah. we have again. there's this guy I date who's a workaholic, um, so he's emotionally avoid- avoid- yeah. He's emotionally unavailable. Yeah. You know, because your main focus is work. Yeah. Um, But again, I think that kind of then stems into the anxious the avoidant attachment style Yeah. so I think when we look talk about emotional emotional unavailable people I think it kind of then stems into one of the so attachment styles or maybe yeah. it's a response to trauma
2: so that's the umbrella term yeah. and then you can go granular yeah, if you wanted so. to with all yeah. these okay yeah because I always wondered like not is it a thing but like everybody talks about oh you're just emotionally unavailable and it's become so common like yeah he's just emotional but is it actually something <laughs> is it actually leading to something does it mean that there's something deep down or is it just a phrase a phase or something I don't know yeah I,
1: I think, think it's yeah. more Umbrella term. Because even when we talk yeah. about narcissism I guess if we strip it back yes. They're often painted to be this cold You know, kind of manipulative But again, you strip it back They've probably been a victim of trauma yeah. It's a victim of trauma And it hasn't been dealt with, yeah. you know There's a lot of shame When mm-hmm. we talk about narcissism, actually But again, people don't see that aspect It's just either yeah. hurting and destroying people And having one over mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Is that enough though to give someone an excuse for? Girl, I never said all that. I, mean, I, I didn't say all that. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I guess it just depends what lens you're looking at. I'm a therapist, and I know these things. Am I going to date? No, <laughs> no. But I guess I'm just talking about the different lens, and I guess just yeah. the perception and what media and what society will display. So yeah, yeah. I mean, hurt people hurt people. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. It's That's That's true. true. Yeah. Um, So I wanted to to actually ask you or just discuss um, Mm. the impact of just dating on your mental health.
2: Mm. Um,
0: You know, we talked a little bit about or we talked a lot about, you know, meeting someone who's not maybe not in the best place. And then obviously that can have an impact on you yourself. But just the whole process of dating, the whole process of going out, trying to find the one, coming home, not finding the one. Eating ice cream, crying, to sleep, wake up the next day, doing it all over again. Especially with on with, with this app dating, oh, yeah. right? Your date, like it's, it can be a lot. You're talking to people constantly, you're transferring and exchanging energies constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's kind of. I think we have to sort of be aware of t- protecting ourselves and protecting our energies, protecting our ourselves mental from state. that hurt and, and rejection mm.
2: in the mental state just protecting, yeah, protecting your mental, your mental
0: state yeah exactly mm. when when kind of meeting so many people um, and uh, I know for me I I have to take breaks I, like, I have, that, to, yeah. I have breaks. to take breaks and whenever I feel it's becoming overwhelming as much as the little birdie in my head just was like no keep going you never know you might find the one tomorrow mm. I'm like no I need to just remove myself from the scene is that is? Is there any other thing that you do, or any other advice that you have, um, in order to kind of you know protect your mental, your mental state when dating, Jay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> breaks
2: is definitely the one, but also uh, I have a feel of repeating. I don't. I don't want to repeat what I just did. So I, unfortunately, I've become fearful of it. So I haven't let myself go. So I think it's a bit of healing processes going on here in terms of like like you said, breaks or. Literally just self analyzing yourself, just like saying, okay, what am I actually looking for? Let's go back to the like the t- the checklist. <laughs> Let's just go back to it because sometimes you lose sight of what you actually want and what's good for you. Because your good might be very different to my good. And I think sometimes, even when we talk about it as friends, we talk about it a lot because we've got the, the podcast, mm. but also because we just do. Yeah, because that's um, just
0: what our, our lives. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mm. And I think for me, it's just having those checks. Like, what do I? What do I actually want? What What do I want? Mm. And then going back and then saying, okay, right, I'm ready to say again. <laughs> um, but that's what I have done. Do. Yeah. How
0: about you, Karen? Any um, <clears throat> advice?
1: Or I think tips? the breaks was good, as you said. Um, hoping that we can stay true to our values because again mm. I think a lot of people say that and then they get into relationships and sometimes lose sight of who they are um, mm. let's keep it real it's hard out here mm. you know <laughs> it's hard um, out really in it's straight oh. we live in a society where i it's just like a microwave society next I just feel mm. like there's so many options I could have had one conversation one date next and then to add on to that, we have the blocking and we have the ghosting. Mm,
2: oh so, gosh.
1: you know, that's not good <laughs> for people's self-esteem. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not good for confidence. So mm. it's a really tricky one to navigate. Um, I think breaks are important. I think it's also, I guess, maybe it's a tricky one, but I guess it's been a bit more discerning, I guess, about who you give your energy and time to. Because not yeah. everyone is, needs to have access to you like that, yes. you know? Sure. So... Uh, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can really answer that because as I said, it, them, those apps, yeah, they can be a lot. So <laughs> yeah. talk to your friends, <laughs> have your breaks. Uh, you know, as I said, people don't communicate too well as it is. So, you know, mm. so you could have a nice time, had a great conversation. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, they've
0: gone. Mm. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: So I guess mm. just trying to, to manage all that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I had a, like a thing a few months ago where this guy ghosted me mm. and then I was, and I asked you I was like do you think I should just ignore it and move on or should I cuss him out <coughs> you were like just move on I was like but I want to cuss him no. out <laughs> <laughs> I want to yeah. <laughs> but then I had to think okay for my own mental health <laughs> I should just move on let it go but you know, you know just what actually wanna, like...
1: sorry to put you Simone actually because I think Again, it kind of touches on what I said before. You might not able to cross him out, but you might be able to do that with your friends. Yeah. Actually, you know what's really important? We joke. I think something about grieving that we don't mm. do enough, whether it be friendships or whatever, we don't give ourselves time to grieve. Yeah. And then we have that added pressure of, you've only been talking two weeks. Why are you so upset? Well, this is me. This is how I'm feeling. Let me yeah. grieve. Let me go through that. Aww. Let me start again. I think sometimes we don't do that enough. We're just mm. kind of, okay, next.
0: Yeah, 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 that's true, actually. And actually, and I didn't actually talk to anyone about that. Yeah. I, I asked you in a vague way, and I didn't actually yeah. tell you like how that, you felt. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, because yeah. I was pissed. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, no, it hasn't been that long, and da 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 da, and yeah. one day. And it's like, all yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think, yeah, grieving is true. It's true. Allowing yourself to feel these yeah. things. And I think that's really, really important. It's very, very important. Yeah, I think. I think ultimately we're all just on our way. We all just want like a happy, healthy relationship. Mm. You're obviously a therapist. Do you think we should all just have therapy to make that happen? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> should like, everyone just have therapy? And it should it should be with be you right now. <laughs> should
2: it be constant? Or can you can you dip <coughs> and So the reason why I ask that is because say if you have you have like you have somebody you're talking to somebody blah blah, and they're like you know I'm repaired. I said I'm gonna go into the world. <laughs> 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 should they just have check-ins Like just to check they on board uh, Or do you think Do you think it's an up and down thing Or is it like Whenever you feel like it Or is it a constant Or how do you um, think things So be? I remember when people Asked me like Do you think everybody Should go to therapy I
1: was like no No it's not that I guess what I would say Is everybody would benefit From therapy oh. um, Everyone will benefit from it Obviously we see people like You would could really do things, <laughs> therapy. Um, everyone would benefit from it <clears throat> I think it depends what the person's coming with um, because then it's a fine line between you are coming and you've been going for maybe five, six years and then become so attached oh, that you feel like you yeah. can't do the work by yourself I always need my therapist there so it's a really thin line I do believe you can dip in and out because as I said life is challenging there might be times yeah. where you need that extra support mm-hmm. and then actually as a therapist my job is to give you the tools so that you can mm-hmm. stand on your own two feet yeah. when challenges come up again yeah. yeah, you might need to like just dip back in, you mm-hmm. know, get a top up and then you're off again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it depends what's going on in your life, really. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a thing of it needs to be a constant. But then I have some clients that just come in on a monthly basis and they yes. say, just as a top up. Top up. You don't yeah. have to go to therapy when everything's going bad, do you? Yeah. You know, so
2: I think it's investing in your mental health, <laughs> yeah. like putting the capital in because you forget about if you think about it, going gym and doing yeah. this, but actually your mental health um, needs a check it, it needs yeah. to like be refreshed. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think about these? Like, like online quizzes, you know, because <laughs> I love an online quiz. I like to say, okay, let me just test my partner. Let me just see. Do you like love languages? Would you, do you, are they valid in, in the fair world like what do you think of that? because we talk about them a lot like love languages I think love languages are really and, important okay.
1: actually it is yeah. because again it's coming back to these are things that I need and I'm yeah. helping educate my partner in terms of mm. how you can love me how yeah. you can understand me yes. so in terms of love languages and yeah. certain other quizzes yeah yeah yeah. okay I, might, I want my partner to respond but you're giving me the wrong things because that's yeah. tapping into my needs what you so. need
2: yeah okay because
1: I love a quiz and I always
2: wondered like how how could are these am I just are they just somebody just making it up like I don't know I guess Um, I
1: think (laughs) some of the quizzes are good but I guess part of the first step is a quiz then hopefully we can go and have a conversation
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's no (laughs) point just having a quiz and then yeah
2: uh, that's very true (laughs) when you've
0: quizzed your partner have you told them their results yeah the
2: reason I'm laughing is because yeah I told them the results especially love languages yeah but sometimes I'm um you know when I went through my up and down relationship I, I used to do quizzes because I wanted them to see what they were coming up with and they were like oh yeah this it's rubbish do you know what I mean and I just right. wanted to understand yeah. like how not how valid is it but can you use these quizzes to be like you've got an issue here or I think you've got a challenge yeah. uh, but I think obviously it's probably better to go to the professionals but I just think with people that just want quick not solutions but to yeah, see can fixes. I yeah mm. just rate myself quickly or like understand the situation I'm in mm. are those quizzes good but yeah you just answered it with love languages and stuff yeah,
1: yeah. and I guess it depends on the quiz and what we yeah. you, <laughs> yeah. If, you know, <laughs> yeah. Said, yeah yeah my yeah. problem if a man's gambling every day a quiz yeah. ain't really gonna <laughs> no, <laughs> well, <laughs> it, depends. Yeah. it depends what <laughs>
0: yeah. it is yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I just have one more question. Um, so I, we, I asked you earlier about whether you should date if you have mental health issues. Yes. If you, like, when would you say is the best time to disclose that? If you are, mm-hmm. if for example, if you suffer with pa- panic attacks and anxiety, or if you are currently taking antidepressants, um, or and you feel like, yeah, I, I can date. You know, how is what's the best way to disclose that information? Um, if you have any advice around that, mm-hmm. um, or if you kind of recently were diagnosed, do you think that someone should be going out into, into like the you know the dating apps and trying to find someone while they were still trying to figure out how to balance their, their mental health with the rest know. of their life? <sighs>
1: right, how do you have a conversation?
0: Um, I feel like
1: there's always a risk, isn't there? There's always a risk that it won't be received well. Mm-hmm. That's with anyone, um, really. I think there has to be a level of trust and has to feel safe yeah. before you start disclosing that information again it can feel safe and it can be a level of trust and you still might be rejected so there's always a risk of that but I think obviously I'm not saying third date in I'm disclosing that <laughs> um, I think it depends I guess on the length of time uh, how far you guys are in on the relationship as I said my main thing is does it feel safe yeah. for me to disclose this information can I yeah. trust you with this information actually the level of confidentiality. Uh, mm. You know, there's certain people you just know you, you talk to. It's like you you can't handle that. So I'm not yeah. going to give you that mm. information. You're, you're not yeah. really free. Um, in terms of, um, what do you say? Whether, whether they're dating, let's say they've just been diag- uh, maybe diagnosed with something. Yeah. Yeah. Di- <clears throat> Again, as I keep saying, it depends what they've been diagnosed with. Yeah. But part of me feels like yeah. you can have a partner. So maybe they're being diagnosed with something. Let's pretend they're on antidepressants, mm. uh, they're having therapy a good partner can be that grounding it can Mm -hmm. be kind of I think that can be an add-on to help Mm -hmm. him build that person up if it's the right environment yeah it depends it really depends
0: and then how do you suggest having that conversation so once you've decided this uh, you know I feel safe do you is there there an ideal way to sort of bring that kind of thing up or is there just maybe a suggestion as to how to have that conversation actually I suffer with this or I'm Mm -hmm. going through this (laughs) etc Mm. how <laughs> to say that I think again
1: you kind of know within yourself you mm-hmm. know for one person might believe you know actually I've been struggling with this for a while and i wanted to tell you mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I can give a, a script of in terms of this is kind of what you'll say I guess mm-hmm. everyone has their own vocabulary yeah. of, of how they'd address it I don't yeah. know you know yeah. so mm-hmm.
2: I like the transparency because I think it gives you a choice yeah. you, like there's somebody um long time ago that I was dating said I have mental challenges and he's like maybe three four conversations in but i actually liked that because i felt like okay i have to decide now i need to see (coughs) their i hate saying worse but in this in the worst situation of their worst can i handle it am i okay with this Am I okay with the situation? Then I can understand. And I feel like it made the relationship good because then I was like, okay, you're having a moment and I will leave you to it because I know that that's what it is. Yeah. So I can be like, okay, fine. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then I can deal with you the next day or deal with the situation. Yeah. And you, if you're going to seek, if you're seeking help, that's even better because it sees, shows that you're proactive in your approach of knowing self-awareness and actually getting the help. Yeah. But then if you know that you have mental challenges and you have not been upfront. And you do something that is very different to what they're used to. Yeah. I feel like it hurts the person more because yeah. you're just not. You're like, what's going on? Like, I just, I, know, I don't. Yeah. Know, yeah, and how am I meant to make a cope with that? And blah, yeah. blah blah blah. So I actually think be transparent.
0: transparent. Yeah. Like
2: honestly, because it just <laughs> saves a lot. Like just you can actually just build yourself up to, and to cope with that situation.
1: Mm-hmm. I guess it kind of comes again because mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of the work we do, I kind of do it in the room. It kind of comes of self awareness.
2: <laughs> if I
0: can't
1: be true. transparent with myself and I don't address it, I can't tell you I'm having yes, it's true. mental yeah. health issues. Yeah. I, can't, I don't want to tell myself. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. true. Um, but yeah, I like what you said about the transparency because I feel like you know, some people kind of poo poo. Antidepressants, mm. and I think I'm seeing a lot more in terms of ADHD. I'm seeing that a lot more in people these mm. days. And I think, I think someone described the the analogy was the antidepressant. Let's say you broke your arm, um, therapy can kind of be like the um, the plaster mm. on your wrist, and the antidepressants is helping with the pain. It's like yeah. a two way thing, you know. Sure. And I guess if we're going to then throw in someone who uh, has that secure attachment, yeah. and we have that good relationship, I guess they can kind of like maybe be the gym and the physio yeah. so have all those oh, things okay. combined you know yeah
0: that's a nice analogy yeah, yeah <clears throat> that's cool my phone died so i couldn't <laughs> catch it <like>, no, <laughs> um, that's okay no we've got a good chunk of it though yeah yeah, it's good good chunk anyway i think that's everything from us thank you karen so much for coming on it was so great to have you and to have some expert advice as well you know thank you for having me (laughs) absolutely um where can people find you if you want them to be able to find you that is okay
1: so you can visit my instagram which is karen k-a-r-e-n underscore hartley h-a-r-t-l-e-y with another underscore or you can visit my website which is karenhartley.co.uk
0: Lovely, amazing. amazing. Go you. reach out to her, guys. Yep. She's great. Yes. <laughs> and thanks for coming on. Hopefully, Thank you can come you. on again sometime. Yes, We'd love, love to. to like expand more on some yeah. of these like more specific areas. Some males in the room, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> absolutely. <exactly laughs> <fun. Yes>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think there's a really big need to that. Mm. I think that we need a forum for men to be able to have these conversations. Yeah,
2: yeah, hundred
0: yeah. yes. percent. Yeah. And it's not just a case of like men should see male therapists, no. women should see oh, f- no. female therapists.
1: Because mm. that's one of my hopes I think When I think of Across the board Probably doing private practice For about eight years Probably say 10% men mm. No, okay yeah. Yeah. 10% Yeah Whoa yeah. mm. so I could probably Count on two hands In terms of males Compared to females So mm. yeah It's quite interesting Because even if Again if we're breaking it down In terms of culture It's more predominantly African males Are like Wow what's going with The Caribbean brothers man I've never <laughs> I don't think I've had
2: one Yep mm. Wow and do you think, are there st- do you look at, do you compare, not yourself, but um, England to America a lot? Because, you know, on TV, America, they always talk about it. No, no, like, like I want to have
1: a lunch she? break to yeah. my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's my just crazy. How how <laughs> crazy <laughs>
2: yeah. Exactly. That is a norm. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you see, do you ever like compare those stats? I like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, as you said, it
1: is, it does feel like a norm. But I <laughs> yeah. feel like also in terms of even when I'm studying, I feel like therapy seems to be an elitist thing. A lot of people mm. can't access it. Mm. It's expensive. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 And
1: if you're fortunate to maybe be fast tracked on mm-hmm. NHS, but then you're only limited to a certain amount of, yeah. of services, and then yeah. we talk about people that look like you in representation.
0: Yes, so yes. it's hard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: yeah. Do you sorry? Do you offer any online like um like like, like I remember Zoom. yeah like Zoom and um, also but chats as well because I recently somebody I know mm. they recently had like a conversation via Skype like on chat. I was like oh this is quite good actually. Mm. Do you have any of those services or do you, I, can, <laughs> I, I do online? yeah, you know what? Because again, it gets to come back to capacity. Well, I have yes. capacity Oh, yes, of moment. course. only one so,
0: person, yeah. <laughs> yeah Hopefully, in the future, you never know. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. Oh, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Please make sure you follow us and spread the word. You can follow us on Instagram at the Dating Game Podcast and on Twitter at Dating Game Pod and use the hashtag the Dating Game Podcast to get involved in the conversation. We'd we'll love to hear you send us a dm message us It'd be great to hear from you anyway guys see you next week bye bye